Welcome back to the First Corner Podcast. On today's episode, Laura Hannan rejoins us to talk about her Formula Woman UK experience. We talk about sim racing and how that's helped prepare her for her sessions. We also talk about how it compares to the real thing, and just how tricky it is to make some old habits die hard. You've gone on to done done very well in Formula Woman. So you've started with, uh, you had your assessment. Yeah, so last time I was talking to you was September, I'd say, and we were I was just training for the Formula Woman first assessment, which was in November. And yeah, it was a one day assessment that we did. I think it was the 16th of November, go over to Bedford Autodrome and do a various amount of assessments. And then I came back from there, started a job in digital motorsports. Then Christmas came. I didn't think I'd gotten through the assessment or like I just, you know, self-preservation and all that. You don't want to be kind of mm. putting too much on something because you, you know, you don't want to be devastated then if it doesn't happen. And um, I got an email saying I got through to the final 50. And where I'm at now is training for the finals, which is the 2nd and 3rd of March. That's incredible. So that's that's amazing. So like on the on the assessment itself, was it mainly like sort of track day driving? Was it kind of point to point stuff? Was it kind of a mixture of fitness? Um, you know, was was it kind of all of the above, really? Oh, Kevin, like I, I've never enjoyed a day more. It was so much fun. Like it was very much like everyone there was like minded. Everyone was there was, you know, there was no like it wasn't really intense or anything like that. People were there to actually genuinely get to know other people that like driving. And um, yeah, it was really cool. So it was all split up. So you were split into your little groups and very cool a very cool kind of part of it is that me and another girl from my group have gotten through so we've been kind of talking and stuff as well so we've had the same experiences um so i was there for the international assessment which was for well a priority for that assessment was given to the internationals um so that was kind of cool to to meet people from all over the world um then we were all split up into our groups and sent out basically into different aspects of the assessment so for me, the first thing I did was get into a course at E with a with a British GT driver right. and try and convince her that I was good at driving. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, it was it was really short that particular assessment, but it weighted very highly, and I was kind of lucky that I'd done it so early in the day because I didn't have a chance to kind of think about it too much or get worried or get in my own head about it. Right. Went out into the course at E. She showed me a few laps. Then I went out. Um, one lap trained with her talking, and then two laps on her with her being very silent. Um, in the in the past few, and it's a course at E as well, so there's no engine noise or anything to cover up the silence. So you're just yeah. Like, that that'd be that'd be something and normally um people get caught up in the noise of the thing and they get caught up in the adrenaline but like of course e well you know it makes its own little wine but it'd be different from let's say anything you've done at mandela before yeah exactly and it's a i think it's a cool car it's actually really really nice like it handles really well but you can hear the tires and you know when you know that you've done you're you're not doing it quite right and you're like oh no i can hear the tire squeal i'm like oh no she can hear that too (laughs) um (laughs) you can't cover it with an engine noise um yeah it's it was pretty cool actually and at the end of that i kind of thought ah sure look i've done it now done the biggest part so i just gonna enjoy enjoy it like and got to go out and karting then after that which wasn't weighted because they couldn't give karting to the first assessment back in september right so they didn't wait that but we've still just you know go out there and enjoy yourself um so i got to do some really fast laps around there i had 
great crack basically then we went into a fitness assessment which was um it's like a hit session so you were like one minute on one minute off um varying exercises all kind of geared towards one having aerobic fitness but also just like a lot of upper body strength and like full body strength um like rowing and ball ropes squats press-ups burpees like the whole lot and it was it was very tough actually because you know you wouldn't necessarily push yourself that much when you go to the gym or whatever you might do a little bit of cardio but you wouldn't be pushing yourself to do that length of hit in a in a row and it was um it's good crack and then written assessment was just like all the stuff that you like i suppose what you would be asked if you were getting a racing license kind of stuff and then um then media assessments so just went up in front of a camera and chatted away basically and talked about what i was who i was and what i was doing so yeah that was kind of the assessment that was the whole day and it was that's interesting great crack no that's great like so um they gave you i think i remember years ago there was a thing called gt academy and it sounded like it sounded like a very similar setup you did a little bit of time in the car you do a fitness assessment and like that they they see how you are handling media questions and answering that kind of thing because that is part of that world and um yeah no that sounds that sounds like a full-on experience and when you were leaving i bet it was kind of like geez i wouldn't mind more of this yeah it was really sad when you were leaving you were like oh like everyone just kind of disappeared and you're like oh that's that's it now that and and, and at the time it, i did think that that was it so it's like oh that was that's it but now i get to go and do another two days and i'm so excited for it because it's I'm not approaching it in I'm approaching it in exactly the same way just like good vibes go in there with the best energy I can be the best role model I can and that's it like just give it my all I suppose Fair is what I'm, my approach is Fair. no that's class that's a great way to be and like particularly as well right like you've been kind of working towards this for the last year and um particularly like with the whole pandemic stuff that's been going on and and all the you know the the daily noise that you see and hear every day and get caught up in you know, mm. having having a goal like that to work towards, like I'm, I'm sure, like, and and you can say this to anyone is like having that thing on your mind to focus on. It, you know, you put the blinkers on and you're focused on, and and it becomes, you know, your meaning, and you everything else then has get forgotten about. Like, did you find it much of a challenge? You know, like say a normal routine that you might have any other year preparing for this, or was just the motivation of getting ready for this was dominated everything. I think yeah, I think you you kind of block out all the noise. Like I I generally block out like especially the COVID noise, because that is quite aggressive. Like, I think this year in particular, uh, especially since I started the Formula Woman journey, I'm not listening so much of that because it's not going to change what I'm doing on a daily basis. Like, I'm still doing whatever work I'm doing. I'm still doing the gym. I'm still training for Formula Woman. There's no, I'm not, it doesn't affect me as much. Like, so when the lockdown came in over Christmas, I guess it hasn't affected me that much. I know it has affected a lot of people, but for me, it's just like, well, I wasn't, on out anyway so i'm still able yep. to do exactly what i would be doing um yeah I, I think it's it's a it's definitely been a good way of channeling, channeling energy channeling all your energy into something exactly and not getting too worried about what's going on outside of that yeah ex- no exactly no that's that's and that's kind of what it's about really and um now that you've you've got um you've a couple of days in mondello coming up but you've, you're going to mondello tomorrow and you're doing yeah. a bit of a track day up there yeah. um doing a few laps do a few laps i try and blag my way into a car that's basically what i'm doing <laughs> um i'm lucky enough that um digital motorsports and and the guys up there like 
um, run one of them runs track days as well so I get to go up and and have a obviously I suppose for me it's very much one to get to know the motorsport community as part of digital motorsport um, right. hang out with my new colleagues and get to know them a lot better and yeah try and get into a car getting <laughs> into the sim yeah it's tricky and get into the sims as well yeah exactly we've got some great sims up there so I'll definitely be hit if I'm if I go missing for a couple of hours then I know where I am <laughs> fair enough and do you find like the different you've obviously had a go at the in the e-car the the course e and you've had a go in some other cars before in Mondello mm. how does that compare from like what you do on digital motorsports with the sim driving like obviously there's things like you know you don't have the, that same gyroscopic feeling on a sim but do you find that the sim is able to help you like learn directions of tracks carry speed principles are going quick etc do you find it much helpful and i know this is going to sound like i've been paid by i i do get paid by digital motorsport but I, i'm not getting paid to say <laughs> this it's honestly it has made me as a driver because it's so and i've heard this from a lot of drivers as well it just you can try things more when you're in the same you can push a little bit harder you can find the limit and it does help you learn a track it does help you figure out you know get get faster basically as well and figuring out a track like and it's it, and you'd be surprised how similar it is so even before i worked there i did um a couple of hours in the same in a mini around mandelo international because i was going to a track day and i was going to do go around in a mini around mandelo international and i hadn't done mandelo international before i'd done them separately as part of because they split the track into the national and then they do the formula machines and the rest of the track so i'd never done it completely and I, I got into the car that day and I was just able to do it straight away. Like get into the car, do the laps. It didn't feel like I didn't need time to warm up because I had done it already. And I think the same is just unreal for that. Like it, it really makes you as a driver and it gives you hours that you wouldn't get normally. You just, you're just you not going to get hours in a track. Like you're not, in, especially if you're doing a competition like the one I'm doing. Like I'm in the same most evenings now because I know I'm not going to get the time to to go out and do a couple of hours in Mandela, like you're just not. So it's um gets you um definitely ready for any any eventuality, I guess, in any track and any condition that you want to set it up to or any car. Yeah, that's great. Like and I I have I have a sim set up myself and I bought some stuff alright from digital motorsports like steering wheels good, and good. all that. <laughs> so I have I have um I have the full gear. I'm actually sitting in my racing chair as I'm talking to you. So I have all <laughs> I have all this gear and, you know, I try and get on every so often. Um, like, and as you say, that seems to be the thing with it. Like it's the time, like time in the car is actually fairly precious. And when it does happen, it all, it's all over so quickly and you barely have time to digest what you're doing unless you were given like a real F1 test where you're given hundreds of laps on a, on a test day or something like that to, to go over and, and change things. But as you say, like everyone's in that kind of same boat, and at least with the same, it does offer you seat time. And I think there was a bit of snobbishness towards it at one point, and it's getting, it seems to be more leaning more that more and more actual real racing drivers are getting involved and doing more online in events and that kind of thing. So um, yeah, it's a re yeah. real races go to go to digital motorsports. Like this is what it, like, I think, especially you've got like Lewis, um, I know Daniel Ricardo is also kind of quoted saying that sims are now where they're going because you can't keep up. Like even you've got a lot of sim racers that are becoming like making that break from sim racing into into the formulas and into racing. And it is right. just you can 
you can see like watching sim racers and all they do is sim racing you see them drive like they are amazing talent it's a talent within itself to race to sim race because they're super quick they're just as good a drivers as you know someone who would have went through the traditional route it, i think it's it's now people are now realizing how great sim racer is and how good they are and yeah. yeah, and it's it's way more accessible than than normal motorsport as well. You know, and it I think there was probably a snobbishness to it, but like the fact is that sim racers are getting more time in seat in the seat. They can race at any time. They can go to school. They can still race. They can do whatever they they can do it at any time of day or night. Like yep. it's something they can constantly do and like i'm only getting into the world of sim racing now and like i'm so excited for the future of it and i'm so excited for the sim i'm gonna buy which i've been picking out for the last couple of months nice any any um any idea what kind of when i know you've been driving some of the tech at at, uh, digital motorsports is there any particular uh wheel or anything like that you'd you'd like to have well like there's so much stuff there that you'd be like oh i'd love to be i'd love to have the money for that um no, I have a nice little, nice little kind of idea of what I want to do, like a little, um, like a BMW Fanatec wheel, I think is one, what I want there, to buy yeah. next and Those, a G20 that's actually, Evo. That's insane. And like that, that, um, that Fanatec wheel, that BMW Fanatec wheel, it's like they now, that's interchangeable with the real race car apparently. It's so, a new one. I don't have the, yeah. the new one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the new one, yeah, you Formula can. Formula Woman winnings. Once you win Formula um, Woman, you can, yeah, you can exactly. go mad. <laughs> um, the, the M4, it's a GT4, I think. That's the one, yeah. MW, yeah, fast wheel. Yeah, no, it's insane, and and like um, that, that's the thing. It's the communities it's building, and like racing itself isn't that accessible, but it's creating all these online communities. And look, um, I wouldn't have been as much into F one only for I had like online games to learn it on. You know, I was just talking with um Morris Hamilton there about a, about a month ago. And we were talking about, um, we were chatting about Murray Walker and stuff. And, you know, he written, obviously written that book on Murray Walker. And, and I was talking to him about it. And I was saying, did you notice that, you know, um, like, that's how I got into Formula One was by playing the PlayStation game to start off with, which was all that was, was a little handheld controller in your hand. And Murray Walker was commentating. And he didn't realize that he actually had a huge fan base from, you know, a younger, from a younger generation. And he said, man, I should have put that in the book. Next time I'm doing a, a review, we'll get on to you about it. So, um, but like just to where yeah. it's come from then to where it is now, like it's, it was a controller in your hands one time. And now it's a full on, you've got motors like two or 3000 euro, uh, direct drive motors, uh, doing all the feedback and that kind of stuff so it's yeah. it's it's crazy where it's come and the communities yeah. it's created and just look at our, look at max verstappen like you know he's dedicates his life to it when he's not in a real racing car exactly and they they map the track so well it's it's almost identical like the graphics are amazing it's it is it's as close as you're going to get to a, a race car driver and it's very like a real race car as we'll call it but like it's also very it's a skill within itself you know it's a it's a career within itself you know esports is becoming more and more popular and people have you know you've got sim racers with their sponsorship they, that's all they do and they're excellent at it and that's i suppose that's the future as well is that it is a motorsport within itself as well yeah exactly and like the principles are going faster in them in both real life and in the sim are identical so it's if you like that you could pick up a trick in the sim try it on the track and it may or may not work it can it there's always still a little bit of real world time that they'll never fully get but they're getting there like there there's certain like time of day conditions and things like that like wind and all that that they will start simulating in a few years and um, yeah, track and the, temperatures and stuff it's insane 
you can you can you can do that and um it's only going to get better like you said and and motion's a really big thing that's going to come in it's it's already in but it's it's getting better and better so it eventually it'll be pretty much pretty it might not be exact but it's pretty damn close you know um absolutely yeah I think like I feel like I'm I'm a bit of I'm a bit biased like <laughs> I think it's great I think it's an amazing um amazing force as. within itself you know well same as and, and like that uh, during the off season I'm looking for online races to take part in and all that kind of thing so yeah and um, it builds a great community as well within online communities and that's helped a lot of people through COVID as well and it's not to be I suppose overlooked that it, that's kept yeah. a, that was a lifeline for a lot of people so even real racers like when they not, had nothing else to do they had to do online racing so um yeah like a lot of people's lives and careers were um propped up because of it and it kind of really took off it it, it, it went from being a very niche activity to being something mainstream and and like you know, people earning money from it. And now you've got the manifestation of that in the likes of Chem Bullock Bassey, who, who started off as an F1 esports racer yeah. and is now in Formula 2 for the next season. So in real life Formula 2. So that's, you know, that, that's a manifestation of all that. And um, it's a generational thing too. Like, I think that some of the older generations who wouldn't have been so used to growing up with that are now, um, they're looking back on it and looking over their shoulders of some of the guys coming through who live day and night on these things. So, no, it yeah, sounds like exactly. a great stepping stone. Um, we've chatted a lot about sim racing. I'm going to chat to you a bit more about uh, Daisy's first race car and ask about how that's been going for you and the sort of the feedback you've been getting since the book launched and uh, where where does Daisy go from here? Yeah, so it, the book is going well. Like it, it's it's a it's a slow burner, and I think that I always knew it was going to be. It's um it's one of those ones because it's a self published book. It does take a bit longer, and if anyone's listening, um go onto my Instagram and buy my book. Um yeah, it's the whole thing with Daisy. It's been a real um I suppose. For me, it's been a, a complete passion project and I have now, I suppose, embodied the whole spirit myself and I now work in motorsport. I am in the form, I'm in Formula Woman, becoming a race car driver myself, like really kind of practice what I preached with it. And I think, I hope that does come across as well. And I want to build that as well on my social media to show that it is possible. Like I have a few, I have a few little fans already, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, that's Um, tough. Little little people that want to become race car drivers and think it's really cool. Um, And yeah, like I'm working on the second and third book, but it's a a lot on. (laughs) I'm trying to get it done in my spare time. Yeah, well, you've got got Formula One to worry about as opposed to, so. Yeah, like Daisy's going to move on and she's going to get into racing herself. And then there's a few like more STEMI kind of things that I want to do in terms of her school life and what she how she thinks about things and how she approaches things in terms of projects. And that's kind of where I want to go with it. And I've got a few stories written out that I'm really happy with, but it's just a case of getting them out now and, and pushing her a little bit further. That's great. And um, yeah, like, again, that's that's another goal to work towards, uh, I'm guessing, once the the Formula Woman stuff is kind of uh, so that's in early March and that'll keep you. Yeah, like that sounds like you have a good bit of project in the pipeline. Um, no, that's great. Like it's it's great that, um, you know, you've stuck yourself out there and said, right, this is what I'm getting involved in, throwing yourself into it. And like that, like that, the motorsport community, you know, they 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 welcome you with open arms anytime anyone joins them. And um, like that. Yeah, like like that. Um, I recently got a license to go rallying. So um, awesome. like that. Yeah. So like um, 
I kind of weirdly enough, it was you actually partially inspired. I, I've you know, not been cheesy when I say this, but you partially inspired me to say, you know what, maybe I should get involved in something. So I did. I did like a rally license course last year, or um, back in I think it was actually September. I did it. Oh, so I did, did a day out in Dungarvan in the rally school, yeah. and yeah, the second um, person has come to me in the last three months who's done that, who's come up and said, actually, yeah, I've got, got a rally day license down in Dungarvan. That's really weird. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. But it's yeah, like it's it's taken off a little bit again, and I think. Um, I, I, I was at the Cork Rally back in September and that was like the, the flame that lit it. I was like, oh man, you just love to give that a go. You know, just even, you might be no good at it and you mightn't be very good, but just the adrenaline of it to actually organize it. And, you know, I, I don't know. That's the thing about racing for me is that like, it's the, for me, it's like the ultimate expression of freedom is what that is to me. Like it's, a lot of people look at it with a lot of sort of, uh, you know, oh, well, these are, this is obviously a self-indulgent thing and all this kind of thing. But I, I, I see it as the, as an ultimate expression of freedom of doing what you want to do, you know. And um, yeah. I, I know I've always found that watching racing and I can never put my finger on sometimes why I'm so obsessed with it. But I think that's probably why it's like when you see that and you see other people manifesting it too, you're like, well, why couldn't I give it a go? Now, whether whether that lead to anything, Laura, in the next year or two, let's see, you know, 30, get going on 34 years of age, life has taken other priorities as well. So. You know, um, I hear but we'll see. <laughs> saying things like that. Age is only a number, but yeah, it's um, yeah, like I like I said, it's so it's one of those things that it is possible to get involved and it is possible to do it, and like you're sh- you're showing it now as well, getting the rally license and rally, like it's it is accessible. It's just it's wanting to do it. I suppose being brave enough to do it as well. I think it is a quite intimidating thing to put yourself out there and put yourself into a car and have you know, especially if you've loved it for as long as as we have. It's it's like, oh, what if this person turns around and says you're really slow? Like, yeah. you, please get out of this car. We don't want you here. But um, you know, exactly. that's amazing that you got your license. So you obviously have some bit of pace. Sure. Um, well, like it's I think the way the way they did it with us was um, like the with the rally course, there's an awful lot of notes that you need to be aware of and like rallying you know i'd follow it and obviously you know you'd watch it on tv and you you, you know the co-driver's notes etc but then all the different uh board notes and the emergency notes that are held out during the stage like time controls and this kind of stuff like you it's a it's a small little encyclopedia it's almost like learning to have a new driving license again uh yeah, to some degree yeah. um and how anyone takes that it, all that in while they're actually you know planning to go to the next stage and all that and also driving on the stage as well so um yeah, like that, like the first part of the day was all was was theory. And basically we were just going through the different road signs, the different kind of rules compared to, say, circuit racing. It's not a, it's a different kind of yeah. a different kind of motorsport and the, the different procedures that you must follow in order to not get penalized. And the rules and regulations regarding safety is a big thing, like um, all the safety equipment that you have. It has to be up to date and has to have its official specification on it, like belts, harnesses, helmets overalls you can't just drag something that's been out of the stuck in the bottom of the hot press for like four years and then go rallying with it if it's if it's out of spec you have to get a brand new race suit and a brand new helmet and um that's just the way that's just the way it works now some people might call that a money racket but obviously safety is king like so um exactly it'd be the same in circuit racing as well like you have there's timestamps on them yeah exactly and then we had then i had we had a practical assessment whereby we had to look at the homologation of a car, of a rally car, and to check, you know, like the roll cage, the specs for the seats, all that kind of stuff. So it was a little bit of an engineering thing. Then we finally got out in the car for like uh, a period of about half an hour around the short little rally course. And yeah, that was, again, the rally instructor beside us who had done rallying and been there, done it all, 
you know, written the cars off, had the t-shirt, you know, has the t-shirt and everything. And yeah, sat beside him and we went spinning around and um, like that, getting used to the thing's braking power was something I couldn't really grasp. Like I was always braking too early and your man just kept telling me, brake later, brake later, brake later. Yeah. And um, it was nice to be able to be taught, showed how to do a proper handbrake turn and like, you know, uh, yeah. not... Not since the days of, of having a Citroen Berlingo at 17 years of age in a car park was probably the last time I did a handbrake turn, you know, <laughs> so like, and not very good at that either. So, and even then, like it's, it, there's, a, there's a technique to it. You have to dip, like they have a little cone sitting there in the course and you're driving towards it. You're heading towards it at speed. That's a hairpin bend and you're doing your slowdown. You're changing down your gears. And the little thing, you have to be in second gear. You dip the clutch, pull up the handbrake, turn the wheel the thing yanks around and as the things yank around pull back out the clutch and get back on the throttle and it's like i you know having to mentally process that after after two or three times i started getting the hang of it so um no it was like a lot of fun but just the adrenaline of, of like it was a small little ford escort rear wheel drive rally car and i mean as small as it was i mean the level of performance the thing had it was you know i on a, on a racetrack maybe a little bit you know i've done a few track days and stuff but on a, on a, on a closed stage where you've just got the single track road man the the world goes by very quick um <laughs> when you when you put your foot down on those things so yeah i'm grateful for it um did you like did you find when you've done your track days in mandela do you find that there's any kind of a fear factor or do you find yourself pushing yourself or do you find yourself building up to it, you know, when you first get into a car? I, feel, I think I should have more fear. I think that might be a good idea. <laughs> um, I'm Yeah, I don't think that's, that was something that kind of came naturally to me was the the braking. I'm in the car, like in this in, in the same, it took a, a while because you don't have the, the, the gut feeling. You can't feel the car underneath you. But no, I'm, I, I, I think I'm, I feel like I could break quite late, but I am still learning so much. A lot for me is the throttle control and, and not getting onto the throttle and letting it, you know, feeding the throttle nice and lightly so you don't get um, understeer. Like that's the bit that I really like where I would struggle with the most is to try and break and then feed the throttle nice and not just I, I, I break really heavy and then I throttle it really heavy and I just yeah. have to keep um, control of the car. That's the bit where I'm just like, it's like bad habits, I think, as well with me. It's um, bad habits that I picked up from road driving that I'm trying to just get rid of and and be more yeah. like very methodical with it. Like you're braking in a straight line, you're bringing down your gears, you turn in, you go lightly on the throttle, feed the throttle in and and go for it and getting your lines right so that you can actually go on the throttle exactly when you need to so you can get as much power as possible out of the corners like things like that the mental process of it but i think i think everybody when they start racing though there's so many bad habits you have you have to try and get rid of and the more you the more time you get in the car and the more that you get you know someone telling you oh you know just try and watch out for that watch out for this i think everybody though in every in every um motorsport would have that so you're definitely not the only one that has their little things that they needed someone to be like right you need to you need to be braver here you need to be on the throttle there whatever like the, everyone has yeah. those kind of notes i suppose and i think it doesn't matter how how far you get into it there's always going to be more notes that you have, you can do something a lot better you know yeah exactly and seat time seat time is like is everything like these instructors like they have the benefit of doing hundreds and hundreds of laps in real cars and, and you know, yeah. they've been there and done that. And, and and like that, when you're new to it, that's what's great about the instructors there is that, you know, they, they do give you a barometer to go by because, you know, like when anyone first learns to drive, you know, it's one thing about learning to drive, but then learning to drive fast is a different process. It's like, um, 
it's almost like when you first learn to drive, you're mentally almost overwhelmed and overloaded. Yeah. And the first time you kind of go at speed in, in a like you know in a real like motorsport car in a car with a lot of performance, like anyone can take the road car and do a track day and they can drive it on its edge, but the car won't have the grip of anything like a Formula Shane or something yeah. small like that or a racing conversion machine. And when you sit in something with so much performance, everything goes by faster and then you do have to... No, it's not like um, you'll never adapt. It's like you're as time goes on, and I'm sure you found this as well, yeah. you start to be able to process stuff. The world starts to slow down. You do start to adapt to it. Like Naturally, you just start to adapt to it. Exactly, but yeah. it's getting over that mental block in the beginning, I guess. Yeah, no, definitely. You'd say that's exactly what happens. It's that things, it does start to feel slower the more you do it. And not that it, it still feels fast, it feels, it feels exciting, but you still have this, like, you, you're just processing faster and you're, you know you're, it becomes more natural. But when something isn't natural, you're thinking about it and that every second of you thinking about it, it's more time, losing more time and the corner's coming in really quickly and you're trying yeah. to think about what you're doing for sure. Like, yeah, and, and that's that's the fun of racing, isn't it? Like, oh, I'm going in too hot in there and I'm, I'm not getting the, on the power early enough and that's the whole, that's the beauty of it. That's for me, it's, it, that's what I, it's fussing over that stuff is, you know, I love that stuff. Yeah, for um, me, for me, it's definitely just trying to get the same, like consistent, I'm the, I'm the person that like, I love the consistency of it. If I know that I've done something the same way every time, I'm so happy because I'm just like, oh, that, that lap was so perfect that I hit every line I was supposed to. I was on the throttle where I needed to be. Like, I, I'm not as like, I do get caught up in the times when I'm on the sim, but when I'm actually on the track, I'm more just more con- concentrated in, on like how I'm doing it. Yeah, exactly. You're more in the moment into how rather than you're more into the moment and doing it rather than, let's say, performing in the moment. And like you're, you're literally like that's the thing on the sim. You see your lap times all the time and you're experimenting, and you're trying everything's every lap. Um, But yeah, in the real thing, it's like you're you're trying to break that all down and to be consistent, you know, and it's like you don't always have the lap times in your ear, you know, so yeah. it's. Consistency is key. Have you a favorite car that you like to drive? Like, is there is there a car that's you know yeah I love driving that car like the, the Formula Shane. I haven't actually driven a Formula Shane, so I, I'm curious to know what it's like. Formula Shanes are they're hard. They're they're, they're so different to everything else you've ever driven. Like um, I would definitely recommend everyone have a go at them because they're they're unbelievable. They're like for so if you've never been in a race car or whatever, like it is it is a whole other experience especially when you're in control of it so i've had a spin in um a radical before and that's fast but you're not i was in the passenger seat it, i wasn't in control which i think made it worse um yeah like for like i'm not sure which car is my favorite to drive like i run like the m2s and bundle are really nice to drive but i think i haven't driven enough cars i think i feel like yeah. i need a little bit more experience and and get into more high performing cars as well because I've like the M2 is probably the the fastest road car I've been on or circuit car that I've been in. Yeah, and like with Mondello and uh, yeah, and like with Mondello and the different kinds of circuit layouts that you have there. Um, as a track to drive, like how do you find Mondello? I it you know what like it. It's one thing I will say just from drawing it in the Sims and stuff. I think it's one of the hardest tracks to actually learn in terms of how to maximize every corner because there's not an awful lot of room for error. I was just going to say it and um it was told i've said this was said to me um, on my first couple of days of mandelo that if you can if you can master mandelo you'll master any track in europe because it's one of the hardest tracks and i thought i ah, yeah like you know i didn't really think about it but it wasn't until i went over to the assessment in bedford and 
two of the corners, there was only two proper corners in the small track they were they were sending us on. And one of them was really like Tarzan, except in Mandela, yeah. except it was a left it was a left hander instead of a right hander. So I just did it like that, and I was like, okay, and that corner is a bit like you know, I think it was a bit like turn four. And I was like, oh, that's a bit like turn four. I'll just do it the way I do turn four and it's obviously works so like there's so much every corner in Mandelo there's they're really difficult corners and if you can master them you're you become a great driver and they're replicated in other tracks around the world like you you can always find a corner that's kind of similar to what you would do in Mandelo and if you do the same thing it does it it makes you a great driver and like there's there's an art to Mandelo I think and the more people you speak to and everyone has a different way of doing it and it's trying to find your your way of doing it is the and that's the art of driving I suppose and it's the art of controlling the car and, and feeling at one with it and at one with the track and being able to find your your um your groove your and your line yeah exactly everyone's different it's amazing how different everyone is yeah and like and that's that's one thing that yeah you really hit you really hit that home because like that's with with Mondello it does it, I don't know what it is about it it's like um there is undulation on the track but there isn't that much of it mm. and the corners are sort of blind when you actually need to chain yourself up particularly in that second part of the lap or the, the middle part of the lap you, you are chaining a, a sequence of corners and you're you're the trajectory of the car it's hard to know where to put the car sometimes place it left place it right you know like the guys who've been around been around it know it well but yeah like any like any of the top line kind of irish guys like in in the late seven in the late 70s early 80s um anyone who was fairly successful in in, in mondello often did well when they went to the uk when they went to the likes of brands hatch and all that because as you say there's almost a there's almost a type of corner that would fit in anywhere on any other racetrack yeah so, and it's a very technical track like it's as as tracks go it's it's an extremely technical course and um yeah, it's not many yeah. it's not many like long straights or anything like you're no. you're you don't get time to breathe in mandela like you're in another corner before you know it yeah exactly and um no i'm definitely keen to this year must at some stage um get the weight down and try and fit into one of those things and give it a go um i'd absolutely love to do it that's all for this episode and thank you for listening. Next time Laura joins us to reflect a little bit on the Formula 1 season and a look ahead to our competition in March.